Oh shit. Here we go again. What's up, ballers? We're back. Episode 11 this week. Uh, Dougie's back in the fold. Sorry, I took a week off for vacation to clear my head. Um, <laughs> had a super exciting episode. I actually listened to the uh, episode 10, the Scalici Open uh, review on the way back from uh, from Florida uh, today. Uh, it was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, looked like you guys had a hard-fought match there. Vince kind of started off slow and then... Kind of came on hot there towards the end. You guys got to play some some great golf courses. I know I saw some of the pictures you guys took uh, at Marion and, and other places. looked really, really awesome. I was really jealous of, uh, of all that. But uh, before we jump into uh, episode 11, who else is uh, joining me this week? What's up, guys? Jake, back around. Ed's Vince. What's going on? Jakey, Jakey, moving into a new house tomorrow. Going to be an official homeowner on Friday. Yeah. Big day tomorrow. Big day. Got it. Got all my money ready, ready to be poor as hell. I'm pumped about it. <laughs> Kids ready to build out the space for the new indoor driving range. Oh yeah, I got my track man on order. <laughs> oh, he's, he's ready. Uh, did you yeah, did you order the you know, you're gonna fly in the like the four or five different turfs for the backyard too, like Little Zoysia, Bermuda. Yeah, you know, well, I want to be able to work on. Uh, I want to be able to work on my game, so it's it's tuned up no matter where I play in the U.S. So yeah, I'm gonna. I gotta get some Bermuda in there. Gotta get some Zoysia, and then um, yeah, should be should be good to go. Um, I, I think I don't know what I'm gonna be able to stint the greens at because the backyard's like a little <laughs> got a little grading to it. Might be a little too fast to really get speeds up there, but um, we'll see. Sweet, sweet. I can't wait to to see pictures in the new crib. Um, yeah, man. So <clears throat> exciting week last week. Uh, Matt Wolf, uh, rookie on tour. We've talked a lot about him in other episodes. Don't need to introduce him, introduce him, um, you know that much. Everybody knows about him now, but I think just really exciting for the game itself that all these rookies are are starting to make a little impact on on, on the game. Um, but before we, we jump into that, we also have to talk about people you know played over the weekend, played during the week. Uh, so. Did you guys play any other events since the Scalici Open uh, episode, or, or are you guys, uh, you know, taking the week off? We played. Uh, I am go ahead, man. So did we? We played one round following that. We um, did. We played Sunday. Yeah. So. so I mean, Jake still beat me that round, so he t- he still took the cake. But it was what seventy nine, seventy six. Yeah, I shot seventy six. You shot seventy nine. Yeah. Where'd you guys play? Back in. We just played it. Back in Medford, yeah. Okay. Nice. 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 So, you guys had what five rounds last week? Whew. Uh, six. Six rounds. Yeah, six rounds. It was a. Whew, there was a lot of golf last week. My my legs were burned out by uh, Monday. We walked. We walked five out of six rounds. So. Oh man! Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'd be able to do that. My legs would give out on me after the second round. That was like coming up the. I think I said on the recap pod, like. The last like two big hills at Marion, like I, I I thought I was gonna die. I was like hanging on for dear life at because that was like a thirty six whole day. So I was, I was smoked by the end of that thing. Man, that's awesome. Uh, so I've had a crazy week. I played since I wasn't on last week. I'll just give a little glimpse. I played uh, for the holiday. I played on Wednesday and 
and Thursday, maybe Friday. I don't remember. I think I played three rounds. I played at Wildcat um, and then played <clears throat> at Golf Club of Houston with uh, Tom before heading out to Florida on, on Saturday morning. But, uh, yeah, we played Wednesday with JR and a bunch of other folks. I think I shot – 75 and jr made a birdie on 18 he shoot 74 the guy is absolutely on fire right now it's unbelievable wow. he's he's 60 next month and he's you know shooting one two over par consistently the last couple of rounds so he's he's starting to he said he's playing the best he's ever played in his life and i can i'd agree with you know i've played golf with him probably about 10 years now he's just absolutely striping it so um, is there anything going i'm sorry to interrupt you because i've been actually pondering this question for like a couple of weeks is there like something he's doing that's making him play better? Because last time I was there, he actually wasn't playing good at all. You know, I don't, I don't, I, it's not something like I can pinpoint, but I mean, he's always been very, very steady. Just, uh, you know, the guy that shoots like 78 every round, but he's starting to make like two or three birdies around right now. He's really not hitting any bad shots. I mean, in, in years past, he's really had one or two holes where he blows up, kind of has like a double, hits like a, double cross off the tee hits it in the shit or uh mm-hmm. you know like flies a bunk flies a green does something dumb makes a dumb double and then makes a couple bogeys and then you know shoots 77 78 but yeah he really hasn't any doubles i mean he i think he started actually double double on wednesday last week and then made like three birdies the rest of the round no other bogeys and shot one over on the, little, like a race on the lakes it. yeah it's unbelievable so that's crazy <laughs> it's been uh it's been a lot of fun and then actually we played Friday morning. Um, it wasn't at Golf Club Houston. We played at Golf Club Houston on Thursday. So we played Friday morning at Wildcat on the Highlands. It was me, Patty, and JR. And, uh, again, a great match. I think we shot uh, – I shot one under, and JR shot one over, and Patty shot three over. And Patty has never broken par and shot four over on the front and made – three birdies in a row on the back to get to one oh, over and like within one of me and one of JR at the point, it was a crazy match. And then he, uh, completely had a mind fuck on 15 par five, did the hard part, hit his drive down the middle, hit the layup to 112 yards and hit the old El Hosel from there into the bush. Made, <laughs> made, made, made double. Uh, got to his head a little bit, I think, because he was looking to make four in a row. And then, uh, oh man, he flew too close <laughs> to the sun, dude. Yes, he did. And then, so when he finished bogey bogey after that, so he shot, ended up shooting one over on the back after being three under with four to play. Oh, that's so <clears throat> yeah, I felt felt bad for him, but he played well, and it was a great match between everybody. Jr. was actually one under on the front there too, guys, animal. And uh, I think he shot two over on the back, so I finished one over, and I shot even on the front and one under on the back. So, uh, all in all, uh, he's, JR's playing a little bit. I'm playing a little bit right now. So hopefully he can keep that up for the Ryder cup next year. I know we're like nine months away. So a long time to go, but, uh, always good to see the players playing in the right direction. Um, and then took a little R and R and went down to, uh, Destin, Florida with, uh, Tom and a couple other folks that don't play golf, uh, for the week. Actually, ended up coming back here today early because the hurricane that's forming in the Gulf, uh, it's supposed to hit Friday or Saturday, so we didn't want to mess with driving back uh, through the storm. So came back today, um, but was able to play two rounds of golf down there. We played <clears throat> on Monday at the uh, Raven course at Sandestin, which is 
a uh, one of the resorts down in, in the Destin area. Um, they've got four different golf courses. I think Vince and I actually played one of them back when we were in college on spring break down there, but played the Raven course. Uh, I didn't know too much about it when we went to the course. I just called out there and said, hey, do you have any open tee times at one of the courses? They said, yeah, you guys should play the Raven. Okay, why not? Uh, and as Tom and I were driving out there, realized that they had played the senior tour event there for three years back like 06, 09, and uh, I've had countless other you know sectional qualifiers. water <clears throat> tricky tee shots with bunkers positioned in, in strategic areas um but the course was in fantastic position uh shape and greens were rolling probably a 12 fairways were in perfect shape rough was in great shape bunkers um you know all in all i highly recommend um to anybody down in the Destin area go play that course it's a little bit on the pricey side but definitely worth it uh, when it's in prime condition which it was um when we were there, I actually started with uh, a little hosel rocket myself. I hit a drive out a little left of center and had 120 in and hit uh, about a 30-yard <laughs> rocket to the right. <clears throat> Made double. Started double-double, actually, I believe. That, Tom, That's pretty jarring to start off with one. Oh, it was – so it makes the story even better because I'd hit him – I was flushing him on the range and – and of course, I'm like, oh, this, I'm fucked. I can't, there's no way I'm playing well. I'm hitting everything good here. So I hit my tee shot out there pretty well on one. And then, yeah, I hit this pitching wedge from 120, just dead right into the trees, made double. Tom's laughing his ass off. He made, par, he started par par. And then from there, kind of <laughs> fell off the wagon for both rounds we played really in a row from there. I think he played. You know, the last, whatever that is, 34 holes at a lot over par. He lost about two, <laughs> two, two dozen golf balls. He must have hit 10 hosel rockets on our round on Monday and six on Wednesday. Um, hit some fat shots, thin shots. I mean, it was – if we had kept stats on, on the Monday round, he probably hit one fairway after the second hole and maybe two greens in regulation. I mean, it was, that's, I, I love the term, um, a lot over par or, yeah. or however you just put that big yeah. over par. Like I can oh, see, yeah. I can, I can see the color of his face and the strength of the drinks that came after the round. Like, Oh, he was, yes. Well, that was one of the things. So I thought he, cause we got tanked on Sunday nights. That's when we got in. So I thought that was the problem, but then Mon you know, hole one and two, he stripes it out there, makes par. I'm like, oh geez, all right. We got a match today, and then it was yeah, it was we played with these two other guys who were from uh where were they from? They were from Missouri. Um nice guys, they were probably seven, eight handicaps, but I mean they they must have thought I was playing with a you know, a paraplegic out there that day. That guy was <laughs> it was not good, but felt bad for Tom. He was trying to work on some things. And then at that point, you're just so far in your head. It's over. I mean, it's, oh, yeah, you're you, you can't, at that point. can't come back from that. So, um, that was Monday's round. And then Wednesday we played at, um, Sandestin beach and club or Santa Rosa beach and golf club, excuse me. Um, and, uh, I don't know who designed the course. I tried to find it out, but their website wasn't very good, but, uh, <clears throat> Older course, 6,600 from the tips or so. A lot of winding, kind of quirky holes, but uh, 
it was fun. I really enjoyed it. The course was in great shape. The greens had been punched about three weeks ago, so they top dressed them with some sand. So it was really hard to get some bite with longer irons. But all in all, the great course was in great shape. I'd like to play it again when the greens are better. Um, I made four birdies, shot uh, 77, I believe, 76. I made a couple bad bogeys, and uh, Tom shot 94. Uh, we won't have to talk too much about that because we just explained what happened. A lot of the same things on Monday. So he, I think, was at the range all day today trying to fix it. So we'll see because we're, we're going to play tomorrow, and uh, we'll see if anything has changed. I don't. He must have lost 35 golf balls in two rounds. I mean, it was – That is rough, man. The guy – the guy started the Wednesday round, had to go buy a box of Velocities is how, how bad the game was going for him. Yikes. That is, um, that is tough, man. That, that, that would, that would like uh, scare me away for a couple days. No doubt. I think that's what he said. He said, you know, maybe I'll just become a, I'll golf four times a year guy because <laughs> he, he, he just had lost all confidence, but happens it's to everybody. Yeah, it'll it'll happen to everybody. Yeah, it happens. And I told him, I was like, man, this happens to everybody. I was like, you got to, you got to go practice. I mean, not that we practice that much. Jake probably practices more than Vince and I do, but Tom, <laughs> Tom practice. practices practice. twice. Tom practices twice a week, and I think he's just trying to do too much. So I told him he needs to go back to the basics. But well, you know what you need to tell him. I, I always have this belief that if you're shanking it, you're probably really close to hitting it good. So they're like. It's probably not true, but I try to tell myself that if I hit a shank, like, well, you shanked it, but you're probably just like an ass hair away from hitting that so good. So just think of it that way. I think he showed me at one point because he marks all of his golf balls with green marker that <clears throat> he said, oh, I must be hitting it really close to center. And he showed me the face and it was like up on the hosel itself. <laughs> where it was hitting the ball. <laughs> so the Sharpie left a print. Oh, yes, oh, yeah, on the hosel, which was it was so good. I was, I mean, so yeah, we had a couple of bloody marys, a couple did a couple shots out there after that, loosened him up a little bit. Um, but all in all, great trip. Uh, I would highly recommend the Raven course, as I said, for people that are down there. And then uh, Santa Rosa Beach wasn't a bad alternate. Um, hoping to get down there again in the fall with my dad, and so I'll try to play a couple other courses and have some reviews on those at that time. Um, with that, well, let's jump into a little golf from this past week. Jake, I know we, we talked about a little bit earlier. We had some young guys out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had fucking the scientists trying to win the tournament at the end there. Made a big eagle. A bunch of guys in in the tournament. Thank trying the to, Lord that didn't happen. Keep going. <laughs> bunch of guys in there trying to prep for the British Open next week. Um, and then we also had a great event out in. In, uh, in Europe with uh, John Rom shooting a low score on Sunday at a course that looked really great. But, Jake, what, what, what were your thoughts? Let's talk about the, uh, the 3M championship first. Well, I think um, like my big takeaway, and Vince and I talked a little bit like in the beginning of our recap pod about this, and you kind of said it already. Like these, these kids that are coming out, they just have no fear. Um, I don't know when that happened. I I know that like if you look at JT and Spieth's sort of like year, those guys are kind of that way. Um, you know, it took Ricky like a little longer, but I I think to some degree he sort of had success uh, young. Uh, but before that, I mean, you just really don't have a lot of it before that, right? Like Tiger is an anomaly. You can't really talk about Tiger. Um, but like there was always this sort of like warming up period where it's like oh, I got to get used to tour life. I got to get 
you know, got to get rid of some of the nerves of playing against like these guys that I've watched on TV or, um, you know, got to, this is now my living. Like I have to make checks. I can't, it's not just me like going out with my, my buddies from college and like winning, winning golf tournaments and going back to our dorms. And I, the funny thing is I just don't think it matters. Like these guys know they like wholeheartedly know that they are so good. Like Matt Wolf knows that he's a freak, you know, Hovland has had success. And even though we haven't seen it on the, you know, on the tour yet, like he is number one in total driving for his qualifying, his time out there. So uh, that's crazy. Morikawa like showed how polished he was. I, I still don't know how his putt didn't go in on 17 because his putt goes in on 17. They go to a, a playoff. Um, I, I just think that he's the most, maybe at this point, the most polished, not the most talented, but the most polished of the group. Um, you know, Justin saw, there's just like, countless young dudes who i think could crop up at any point and win i mean you talked about bryson uh i mean bryson came out struggled a little won, won a bunch more almost won again it just i feel like age isn't a thing anymore these these kids come out like just freaking ready to rock and they have their own style and swagger about kind of how they do it um so that was kind of my my takeaway from it i think it's it's amazing. It's great for us to see um, this kid who could be something special because he's just got so much raw talent and he owns his golf swing, which is huge. You know, he's not beholden to someone else. That is his thing. So, do you, th- do you think that part of it is because some like these guys are all playing in a lot of tour events now? I mean, not a lot, but more and more. You know, like I know the Southeast Conference Player of the Year gets to play in like you know, Harbor town and then other guys are qualifying for these amateur events and as, or as amateurs and they're probably playing in two or three starts before they go pro. And then Wolf and Hovland and more Cowell played in the U S open, um, you know, through different qualifying statistics. Mm-hmm. Do you think that goes into helping or do you just as, I mean, these, obviously these guys are better than, you know, the, the players that tiger was playing against when he came out and, and, the guys are winning right away. You know, Aaron Wise won on his first start. Xander won one of his first starts. Won the Tour Championship his rookie year. I mean, it's. I think it's pretty yeah. crazy. I think it's. I think part of it. You're, you're right, but I mean, like, look, young young guys, young AMs, especially top level AMs, have always been getting into events. It's just a matter of like, um, sort of which events they're getting into and kind of what they do and 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 sort of what confidence they gain, right? Like Spieth used to get into i'm gonna mess this up i think it was a valero he used to get into or maybe it was a byron nelson and he got into it a couple times as like a you know a, a, a teen and showed some signs of being able to do this you know for good and and that kind of probably helped him i actually think that the big thing though is like what these kids are good at now and what they train for now like golf has become like even more specialized you know they have learned to just like vapor it's all about like speed and power and they you know they use track man now they have their clubs tuned in so they know if, if they just like go out there and like they they do their thing they like sort of swing their own swing and and hit it hard and go find it and like that's they can do that you know they all smash the shit out of it now there's no no one, no one's going to come out of college, you know, that, that doesn't have speed and athleticism and be able to win like these guys do. It might take them longer, right? They might have to figure it out. You know, there's no like, uh, 
like a guy like Ches Reedy, <laughs> I know he just won recently, but like he doesn't exist in this crop of kids that are coming up because that's not how kids learn to play the game anymore. Um, and I, I think that that's a big part of it too. Like Matthew Wolf knows that he can beat up on these people that he's playing with, even though he's 20 or whatever, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> I completely agree. Um, and, and I think that it makes for great, great television and uh you know these fields are just getting better and better um you know i think <clears throat> we talked about this a little bit before we came on the air is you know they're playing this week at the the john deere and it's maybe not as good of a field this year because of the scheduling but because of these rookies are all in the field and they're fighting to get on tour and make the playoffs uh, and fight for their full-time status <clears throat> you know it adds to the depth of the field and and there ends up being instead of you know, five to 10 guys that could win the tournament 15 to 20, which I think, uh, you know, makes for, for better viewing for everybody. And it uh, just makes the you know, the tournaments themselves even more better, even more better. That's terrible English. It Good makes, work, the, <laughs> I'm not an English major, so it makes the, it makes the tournament uh, a lot more exciting. Um, Vince, I remember when we were kind of talking um, uh, like via text about the, the whole like these these young guys coming up and, and this and that and the other thing. Um, I remember you, I remember you saying something too about how like on eighteen at the three M that you just you just saw like two guys who could have easily like choked it away and like they had kind of like no fear. I thought that was like a really really good point. I don't know if you want to like expand on that idea or not, but no, I, just, I just yeah, it was like a good way of saying it. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think what we what we touched on was the fact that the, these kids are just, they're just coming out so much more polished than anything. Cause, you know, I like obviously I played sports competitively, and I remember every time I stepped on a bigger stage, uh, the potential fail you know was higher. So, right, you get nervous. Uh, of course, I think anybody does. Anytime you're you know, making a positive change. It's your first time out doing anything. You you have some hesitation. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Matt Wolf hitting, making that eagle putt down the spine, downhill, I guess that's also towards the water. Um, it's just so clutch, and it, and it shows the mental preparation that these kids had. You know, we weren't taught yeah. that. And, you know, he's got a great swing coach. Who's, who's also a good friend who is there for his game mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. And I think we touched on on that. Like, Matt Wolf, I think he's going to be a specimen in the game. It's going to change how people analyze golf swings. Um, but it, his refinement is yeah. reminiscent of Tiger, I would say. Swing's not definitely not, but his refinement... And same with Morikawa, I would say it's kind of Tiger-esque. Well, I think, I mean, and, and I'm sure Doug, you'll jump in because, you know, his feelings on Tiger are, are very clear. And I think, well, first of all, I would say this. We all love Tiger. We know what he's done for the game. And it's clear how, like, you know, he has inspired now multiple generations of players. I, I think one thing that you said in that, you know, your, your piece there is is a is a great thing to kind of, like, dissect, which is, after Tiger, there is like a period of time where everyone sort of is trying to swing the golf club in the exact same way. 
they're trying to like model what they do after what tiger did because it's like incredibly efficient right and i think that's the other thing that is so interesting about a lot of these young kids that are coming out now they all do it their own way i mean like i don't know if you would teach uh hobble even hobbling swing right like take matthew wolf out of it because he's it's an extreme move right but like hobbling's move is different still um you know bryson like kind of like constructed his own swing his own set of golf clubs um it's just i think that that's actually a really interesting thing too is that the game is kind of going in a way where these kids are just hey what what works for me let me let me like take what i do and like ramp it up through the roof learn how to smash it from where i feel most comfortable learn how to play from where i feel most comfortable and i'm sure there's like refinements that go on in there to make sure that it's like an efficient effective golf swing but I, I really do think that we're getting to a point, even like DJ has a crazy golf swing, right? We're getting to a point where you're going to have a group and it's going to be really, really fun to watch how all this stuff plays out. Like you have some studs in the game now coming up young, sort of in the prime of their career, guys that you, you kind of forget about. Like, I mean, that, that top 100 in the world very soon is going to be just as good as it's ever been and that's very exciting not only uh do i completely agree with what everything you just said is i was also going to add that i think you know not only on the 3m event last week but also on the european tour <clears throat> at mm-hmm. the uh, renaissance club for the scottish open you know rom who's also well, that, wait, you know wait, wait, wait. that was lahinch for the irish open scottish opens yeah. this week at renaissance oh sorry 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 no sorry. you're good you're good so at Lahinch for for Rom, you know he he shot eight under on the final round. Another one of these young guys who is a little bit of a hothead, but goes out there and when he catches fire, he just goes low and like doesn't care. He you know he's got a two shot lead in the tournament. It's three wood from two eighty because he's like I don't care. I'm going for it in two. It doesn't matter if I'm out of position or not. Um, and even even the rest of the field. I mean I think there was a, two or three guys. Top two was Weisberger and Sullivan. Weisberger is also another young dude, and then right behind him was Cabrera Bayo. So, you know, there's just even not only on the PGA Tour, but also on the European Tour, there's just a bunch of young guys, which in my mind also says that the Ryder Cup for the next 10 years is going to be awesome because oh, yeah, there's just sure. so many good players on both sides, uh, you know, and then sprinkled in with the, you know, the Rory's, not to say he's old, he's 30 now, but. The, you know, and then even Kapka and DJ, who are, you know, late 20s, early 30s. So, um, yeah, just a great, great talent that's out there right now. I know we've talked about this a lot. Uh, excited to see what happens the next couple of weeks. I know, you know, we're, we, we're shooting today on Thursday. So, one round's already been played at the John Deere. And Wolf, again, shot four under. I know Murakawa was one under, and I believe Hovland was two under. So, these guys are staying hot. They're hungry. Um they're trying to stay on tour because I think they're, you know, limited for Hovland and Murakawa. They've only got four events left to, you know, make enough FedEx Cup points or, or enough money to earn status. And so, well, Murakawa uh, got status last week. Yeah. So, yeah, they gave. Oh, him he a, did get uh, it. He got special um, temporary, so he he's at least like semi locked in for next year. I think Hovland needs. I forget what it is. I want to say it's it's not something crazy. It's like a top twenty, but. Right. Um, he, he can get it too. He can get the same status as uh, as Morikawa. 
Yeah, I knew I knew he was. I knew Holland was close, and I and I obviously I knew Murakawa was close because he finished T two. But uh, I thought you know, I thought it was over a million dollars I needed to earn, but maybe it is a little bit less. So Murakawa is there now. But um, either way, uh, you know, great great events last week. <clears throat> Looks like we're going to have some some decent events this week. I know Jake, we want to talk a little bit about the schedule change, and we've talked about this in prior events. Is the field at the John Deere Classic is just not as good as it normally is. Um, and some of that is it's a week before a major. It's always the week before the British. Um, and with that, you know, some players just don't want to play the week before. Some people um, like Fowler and Phil and those guys and Rory typically go over to Europe and play uh, in the Scottish Open before um, just to kind of get used to the climate, the sleeping schedule, etc. Um, but do you think uh, you think this is going to take away from the John Deere Classic by um, you know not having a, such a great field, Jake, and, and maybe ultimately you know lead them down the same path that Houston went down, where they're going to lose that scheduling spot? Or what are, what are your thoughts there? I don't know. I think um, I don't. I don't think it matters, honestly. Like I don't. First of all, their their strength of field is never great. Obviously, it's just even weaker this year. I think that they have to do kind of what you were saying at the top of uh, the pod, like when we started, which is, you know, this is a time of year where you have a lot of these young kids coming out and, you know, maybe, maybe that's a spot where they, they kind of like land is maybe this, this stretch of the summer where we're in between majors. Some of the top guys are resting. Um, We have some new events, like we had the, the rocket mortgage in Detroit um, you know, you got the 3M and then you have an event that isn't generally that popular with the John Deere. Maybe this becomes like kind of like the, hey, here's some of the new faces kind of thing, um, which I think would be a cool niche for them. I think the big problem with this time of year for the PGA Tour and almost one of the reasons why I, I kind of almost wish that there wasn't a PGA Tour event this week. I know that it's some people's livelihood, so I can't really like, you know, I, it's not that I'm saying that they shouldn't have one. But I love the golf that they play in Scotland and in Ireland. And I love morning golf here in the States to be able to turn on my TV, eat my breakfast and watch it. And I just love that the courses, that brand of golf. And so it's kind of a bummer for me that like you have some guys taking off, you have some guys going to Scotland, Ireland, and then you have some guys still playing at home when you could have an even stronger field like the this field that. Uh, Lahinch wasn't that great. It's mostly like European tour guys with a couple PGA guys sprinkled in, and 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 Rom was like the clear favorite. Ends up kind of going ballistic and winning. Um, so I, to me, that's kind of like the bummer. It, it, the scheduling thing I think is really tough because the season is effectively over, like major wise, in no time. And if you care about the FedEx Cup, like I don't know if you guys care about it or not. I don't really. So for me, my interest is going to, it's going to be tough to keep my interest the same way with the major season ending, what feels like to me kind of really early. I, I think I, in years past, I would agree with that, Jake. I mean, I think the playoffs is fun to watch, obviously watching Tiger win his first event, um, you know, back well, yeah. last year was awesome, but um, I think it's interesting now that uh they're adding basically like a regular season champion. So there's a, I think it's a million dollar bonus, maybe even more than that to, um, you know, the guys that are in the top 10 that finish in the regular season. So instead of just basically 
jockeying for position. You're also jockeying for a bonus and pay if you finish in the top 10, um, which I think is really cool. And I, I agree. I think they should add that. I've always, I, mean, I think maybe you guys are on the same thought as me, but I've always thought that there should be a regular season champion. And then the 120 guys ish that qualify for the playoffs, they restart all at zero with even money. I mean, I think that I, that's how I would personally do it. I know other people right. have different thoughts. I, I, I hate that they're going to this where the person who's in first going into the tour championship is oh. tender or whatever it is. And then it's disgusting. It's yeah. It's just, that's not fun. For, like if I'm a spectator or somebody watching the golf tournament, I'm just like, this isn't any fun. Cause if let's say tiger limps into the field, which everybody obviously wants to see tiger win every week. And then he shots, starts the tournament 10 shots back. I mean, that's, that's no fun for me. I mean, unless he shoots seven under, seven under, seven under, seven under, which we all know he's not going to do anymore. So I think it just like adds to the, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't love that, that structure. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I don't think that you're, you would want your club championship to be uh, some like net championship. And I don't think right. you want your season ending points race to be a net championship either. So look, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the PJ tour will, I don't think this is a permanent thing. I think that the schedule, I mean, it's obviously going to be permanent, semi-permanent at least, like we're going to have it for a couple of years. And I don't hate it. I, I want to stress that. I, I don't hate like these sort of rapid fire majors. I think the players, you know, it's not a major, but being like a bigger event, I like it in March. I think it, the course is better. It's cool because it's like a, um, it's a good way to start the year. It just, it feels right. I just, it's so crazy that, you know, in what, two weeks or even less, your major championship season is done and you have this like little playoff run and then you're back to like the fall events, which, well, I mean, we kind of all joke about the fall events. I feel like they're kind of like a whatever thing. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think it is exciting. It, it's, it's going to be cool to see it at a different course, the, the open championship. And it's, it's cool to watch these sort of two weeks of Lynx golf. I just, you know, I just wish there was more. I wish we saw more Lynx golf. So. Yeah, it is pretty great. I mean, I know that these last four weeks uh, or the last three weeks, like they've been showing the European events and I try to tune in as much as I can. Um, and I know they show a little bit more of it, you know, the weeks prior to the British but, yeah, I mean, some of those courses are just so great. That course last week looked fantastic. I mean, I, I would probably shoot a million over there because half the time you can't even see the fairway from the tee box. I, and it's just they're looking out at fescue and lakes and oceans. Shit, I would, oh, yeah. it would be a nightmare for me. But, um, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. I think that this week is going to be a great, great event. Um, and then – with the with the Scottish, I know Kuchar went low yesterday, or the, well, I guess this technically this morning eight eight eight, eight under uh, with a few other guys, in, including Vinny's brother uh, Eduardo Molinari. Oh, oh. yeah, I thought it's you were got... talking about Guido Migliosi. <laughs> <laughs> old old Molly's brother shot eight under. Uh, so yeah, a lot of guys in the field over there. I know Ricky played, but I think he only shot even, but. Uh, Man, he's been lost. Yeah, I mean, he's whatever. He's got one of the hottest girlfriend, fiance, wives, whatever she is now on the planet. He's won this year. He's he's doing okay in life. We could always just talk about Brooks's huge win at the ESPYS. How about that? Good <laughs> God, that's that's the loudest Vince has been on any pod. Was that right there? 
Hey, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a I'm a Sims fan. Is what it is. There's no way Brooks saw that outfit before they went out because he would have not allowed that. Hey, no, I, no, I mean, no. There's videos of him jumping off boats and thongs. I think I think he's completely. Are you so, it's a little bit different. <laughs> no, no, no. I think Doug. I think you're completely wrong here because if there's anything Brooks likes it's attention even when he's like seems to not want attention he really does want attention so like what's better than like owning a bunch of major championships owning a bunch of major championships and being like yeah this is my like hot girlfriend and here's her boob like you know that, to him that, that is perfect he like that is just straight up brooks continuing to win kind of thing yeah, I mean, her dress for the out for the uh, <clears throat> actual show was great, and then her dress for the after party was even better. So, um, I'm sorry to take us so far off topic. <laughs> no, hey, I, I thought it was going to go there. I was waiting for it to go there. So. I like it. I'm, I'm glad you pointed it out. All right, but back to Ricky's mild, mildly unsuccessful. Here. Yeah, no, I I didn't really have anywhere else to go on that. I just. Yeah, he sometimes he like thrives at the Scottish. We saw him win a couple of years ago. He plays good over there generally, but I I feel like his game just hasn't been in tune. And I I think it's gonna be such an it, like the Open Championship is always interesting. It might be my favorite. I don't want to say my favorite major, but it might be my favorite like golf to watch at a major. Like I love watching the Masters, but I think that the Open can get so crazy, like weather rolling in. Or if the course is like, you know, like last year was so baked out, they had a dr- basically a drought over there. So like guys are hitting six irons, like 300 yards, you know, it, to me that it's just such a, so many variables and so many guys have a chance to win it. It, it always feels like y- you never know kind of how it could go. And, and I, that I'm pumped for that. I, I can't wait. I think I'm, probably next week we'll get deep in on the major stuff, but I, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Yeah, I got I got a little excited earlier this week. Um, I saw an article that was written about uh, Henrik's uh, practice, first practice round and his first like walk of the course. I don't know if you guys read that. I didn't read it. So basically, he goes out and he he just walks the course his first day. Like I guess he doesn't play, takes a bunch of numbers from a bunch of different areas where he thinks he's gonna hit shots, and then the next day he goes out and plays them. But the, the first day basically was. Uh, he says the wind conditions are going to be the most confusing part of this event, and I think I'm just I'm really excited for, uh, you know, British British style golf. I hope to see another Henrik shootout. That'd be fucking awesome. Do you think someone will win their first major next week, or do you think it'll be a repeat? I haven't looked at the course enough. Um, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a repeat. Wait, say that again, Doug. You were breaking up a little bit. Oh my! <clears throat> do you think someone's gonna win their first major next week, or do you think it'll be someone winning like their second or third or sixteenth? <clears throat> Tiger. <clears throat> I don't know. Vince makes a good point. They haven't. This is one of. This is new to like the Rota. So like a lot of guys haven't seen it. Um, Except for Graham. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think. Um, <laughs> Is that a no? You don't think Graham's going to win? No, I love Graham McDowell. I think Graham McDowell's like a total cool dude. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, I do think it'll be, this will be a repeat. I think somebody who's won one will win one, uh, win another one here. I, I don't think it'll be a, a first time guy. I think it, like, to me, this is, this will be in the top 20, guys in the top 20, someone will win it. 
it, uh, it won't be like a, not that I'm not trying to shit on Woodland. I don't know what he was ranked. I know it was close to 20. He might've actually been number like 20, but I, I don't think it'll be like a, Oh crap. Like Gary Woodland might win this. I think it'll be one of those things like, you know, here's DJ down the stretch or Brooks down the stretch or, um, you know, name. I mean, I know you want to say tiger. This is a place where I feel like tiger can contend because links golf. He'll always contend. So you, you think Gary, yeah. you think Woodland, since you're talking about it, he finished in the top five. In the top five? Uh, no. I'm going to go no. Okay. All right. I like it. Well, um, since we are already through round one of the John Deere Classic, I want to mix it up a little bit. So, uh, Roberto Diaz is leading the tournament. And instead of doing picks this week, he's at nine under. Okay. Will the winner for this weekend's tournament come out of someone that is in the top ten right now that is at five under par? Uh, and there is 19 players at five under or better. Will the winner this week come from someone in that group after round one here? Hey, hang on one second here, because I, I have the the top uh, top ten in front of me. And I'm just going to say, there there ain't a lot of names on there that I got a lot of faith in. Whoa, bro, what about my boy Russell? Come on. You know... I had like I have a lot of faith in in uh, Henley if he putts, which clearly he did today. So because that that's really he's a he's a streaky putter, right? I mean, I don't know who else is even on there. I mean, Vince, your your boy Neiman. Yeah, Neiman so I'm, I'm at the big group. I'm looking at Ryan Palmer and Joaquin Neiman. I mean, Adam Long's been playing some golf lately. He was in the top ten last week too. Yeah, um, Andrew Landry, solid player, but yeah, other than that, I mean, not so, wow, Berger, out of nowhere, oh, he's been non-existent. He's got five under yesterday or today. Yeah, Bill Haas, out of nowhere. Yeah, Bill Haas. Oh my God, how about a little Tringale, Cam Triangle? I could see, you know, he he's always he lingers. He he lingers. If he gets on a leaderboard, he lingers. So the only reason I didn't say the top. The people that are at four hundred is because there's about eight thousand people at four hundred as well, including and Matt. And you got Wolf. some good, you got some good ones at four hundred. Right, Ryan Moore, Matt Wolf, Lucas Glover. Uh, oh, holy shit, Bo Hostler, Bo Hostler sliding everybody. Johnny Vegas. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on the I'm gonna go on the opposite. It sounds like the two of you. I'm gonna say the winner this week comes out of somebody that's in the top ten right now. Wow. Yikes. Can you can you give me your Cause like I'll, um, who do you think in that top? I'm gonna, three? I'm I, gonna, I don't see. I'm gonna go with Zach Suker. Not gonna win. <laughs> okay. All right. I actually like this because I was thinking that Doug would say like, oh, uh, like uh, Daniel Berger, Martin Laird. So if you go, I, I, I thought like about that. Laird. Laird was on the tongue, and then I went with Zach Suker. Is there is there a guy who hits it better than Martin Laird that like looks more lost on the greens? Because boy, oh boy. He's just shaking over Lee Westwood. Like me on the greens. Oh yeah, well, yeah, but Lee Westwood's he's kind of like uh I feel like he's hitting like the In-N-Out burger a little bit more lately. You know, he looks like he's packed on a double. <laughs> His career is over now. Like, you think he play you think he's going to play on the uh senior tour? He's got to be in close to 50. Oh, he'll probably do what Monty did, like never win a major then go to the senior tour and just rack him up. I don't know. Interesting. Vinny, what do you think? you think he's coming inside the top 10 or not? I, I gave you my two names that are both at T10. Uh, Palmer's T4. Yeah, I'm really between Palmer and Neiman. I think Palmer's had a good year. 
So you're going with Dougie then? There's a rumor on the rumor mill that someone talked you out of taking Neiman this week, Vince. I won't say any names. I I was told. I wouldn't say you talked me out. I would say I went, I quickly jumped ship to a pick that was uh, not widely selected. Neiman was going to be like a top three in the pool out of 170. So like over 20 people took him. So I dropped Vince down to somebody to make who moves. had success. Yeah, I'm trying to make some bracket moves. So. Well, you you made apparently it looks like not a great move. So correct, you're absolutely correct. Don't worry, my my boy Domin, he'll make the cut and then will have a good Saturday. I can feel it. Don't worry. <laughs> what about a good Sunday though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I told Vince the first name that came to mind when we when Vince and I talked about it last week was Neiman. And then he goes, I can't pick Neiman. Everybody's picking Neiman. If if he wins, I won't get anywhere in the pool. So get, and then like in the middle of the thing, he's like, give me another name quick. I'm like, Joel Dahman. Like that was, it was like the first name. I knew he had success there, but yeah, it, I'll take a little heat. I'll take a little heat. It, it, it you know, it doesn't look good right now, but we'll yeah, see. 16 people took Neiman behind Sung Jay and Zach Johnson. There you go. Is EJ? Well, I didn't see what he did today, but I'm assuming it's not really good. He is that one over right now in 123rd place. Oh, Wait, can up. we throw one other quick thing out there? I, I, I just because I just realized this, I completely forgot he was playing in this. Ho Sung Choi shot one under today. Yeah. yeah. How about swinging your own swing? Is that does, yeah. is that inside the cut line right now, or is the cut right out? Uh, cuts got to be at two or three. He would be. He would. Yeah. He no, would it cuts at one. It cut is one under right now. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be in. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so there was you beat, a. You beat and Cam Champ by a shot. That's great. There was a moment today he hit a tee ball and spun around and backpedaled off the tee box so far that the Golf Channel camera had to pan back about 100 yards to keep him in the <laughs> I swear to God. I, I st- I'm thinking he's kind of hamming it up a little. I don't I don't know. Wow, he made, uh, a, he, made a, he made a big bird on the par four. Drove oh, the green. Man. Holy oh, hell, he's deep. Hit it to nine feet. Nine, good for him. Wow. Had, uh, let's see, one birdie, two birdies, an eagle. Oh, boy, the back nine, not great. <laughs> he was, uh, oh, actually, he started, uh, okay, now he started on the front. So he was two over through three <clears throat> and made a birdie on four and made a bogey on six, then a birdie on seven, then a bogey on eight. Two over at the turn and then finished one under. So he made a little little run there on the back nine. Went eagle on 14, birdie on 18. So, hey. The legend awesome. himself. Yeah, he played in America one time. He went from like, I don't know, 175th in the world to like 240th in the world from that time till right now. So maybe it's like it'll reverse his fortunes. Like he'll play well here and then, I don't know. We'll see. Awesome. I love it. Well, um, a little bit light episode this week. Um, we're going to have a huge episode next week because it's British yeah. Open week. We're going to be talking about how Tiger's going to walk away with number 16 and get closer to Jack's record, how Martin Keimer is going to finish in the top three and secure his Hall of Fame status. <laughs> a lot of things to talk about next week. Uh, we also have a guest star on uh, that Jake's going to set up, which yeah. or has set up already and confirmed. So we'll talk a little bit more about that next week, which we're excited to to have them on. And uh, what what anybody have uh, golf plans for the weekend? I know – uh, down here, we're, we're kind of fighting the rain, seeing what's going on here. But Jake, you're going to play. I know you, you said you have some bad record weather as well as well as well as moving. Yeah. 
Well, today, I mean, I'm currently looking outside, and it is uh, it's basically a pool out there. Um, I'm supposed to play Sunday, because actually I'm going to be recording um, the interview for next week um, after I play. So I'm going to be playing at Woodcrest Country Club, which is um, uh, a William Flynn design in South Jersey. Really, really cool public access right now. It's semi-private. Um so we'll see if the weather holds out. I'll be going and, and playing there. Probably be the last time I play for till like the following weekend because I'll just be like painting shit and doing <laughs> shit and cutting Boston shit. Tiger. Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be turning. I'll be going from like golf pro to like Bob the Builder all in a week. So you're talking about the that, the building your putting green in the backyard, right? Uh, yeah. Well, no. That that's yeah. I got I, I got actually. I think before I get to the green, to be totally honest with you guys. It's going to be, I'm going to set up the lab in the garage. Like I've already got it planned out. Like how I'm going to get the, get the tarp in there, get the mat in there, get the camera set up, get some no cars in the garage or what? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. It's all going to fold down from the ceiling. It's going to be, it's going to be really good. Jeez. I've, I've been, oh yeah, I've been scheming this thing up. It's going to be good. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, Vince, are you playing this weekend? I know you guys were talking about maybe playing Saturday. Uh, there's a chance, um, you know, weather pending. So uh, they're saying that we could see, well, I don't know, one to two inches of that on, on the edges of that storm that's crushing Louisiana right now. So I uh, hope it stays dry. And, and if not, try to get some practice time in. I like it. I like it's it. Well, a, I'm gonna... a little hiatus after this glitchy open. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. You know, defeat always beats you down. That's what Tom's doing right now. He's in the lab trying to practice. So. <laughs> um yeah, I'm going to try to play tomorrow at Golf Club of Houston, I think, with uh, Tom and JR. And then I'm going to take the weekend off as well and get ready for a busy week next week, traveling. So uh, with that, though, everybody, we appreciate you guys stopping by for episode 11 now. Uh, exciting content, really big episode coming next week. We're looking forward to, to talking to everybody. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram at the Breakfast Ball Pod, all one word. And then he hit us with the close. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're playing this weekend, don't forget to hit your breakfast ball.